0: Alright, what's good? It's Ali Dunn, the yeah. Goddess MC, back at you for another episode of the First Fridays Podcast, brought to you by thegodcollection.com. And I'm here with a very special guest, Miss Beautifully Psyched in the House. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wanted to talk to you because social media is a huge thing for a lot of people, young people too influencers, people of all ages really use social media. And I wanted to talk about some of the pitfalls of social media, the ups and downs. There's a lot of positive things that can come from social media, but then there's a downside to it too. And I know that you have personal experience building a platform, being on social media, using it to your advantage. So I wanted to have you on the podcast just so we can talk about some things that people should be aware of.
1: Definitely (laughs) excited to get into this conversation because everything that I discuss is based off of my personal experience yeah with social media and I actually still have some. I still have my own personal problems um when I'm surfing the internet or just on social media like Instagram or Facebook
0: mm, it's interesting that you said that I'm um, having some personal problems just being on social media platforms and we're grown So I can only imagine the influence it must have over a young person.
1: Yes. Yes. Considering that, just like you said, we're adults. So we should be able to um, look beyond um, the surface of what is being presented on social media and be able to make um, good decisions that would be beneficial for ourselves. But It's just, it's really challenging just with social media. I mean, it's just, it's hard, even as an
0: adult. Yeah, it can be. It can be. But for those who use the platform for good and not for evil and want to build a channel, for example, on YouTube or there's other social media platforms where you can build your own channel, your own platform. What do you think makes someone's channel stand out?
1: Ooh, that, that's, that's a good question and that can be a complex question too. Uh, it could be really hard to just answer that question um, because um, certain things are changing on social media so maybe like when you get on there it could be a certain um, way of doing things um, and that may be hot at the moment. But then once you get the hang of it, it could be like a new trend that's happening. And then it's just having to just start all over again.
0: So it sounds like someone needs to be in the know about what's trending right now in order to mm-hmm. make their channel stand out, like follow the trends. But how can you be a yeah. trendsetter on social media? Cause I feel like that's part of what it's all about too, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that, but you know what? I think, I think it's based off of, like, finding your people, your group that is into what you're into. So, Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, it just boils down to just being true to yourself and what you actually like. And eventually, um, the people that are similar to you will gravitate and they will eventually find your channel. So, I just think that, so, for example, like, if you're into makeup, you know, there's a certain niche for that there are certain people that love to do their makeup so you'll have your group of people find you and gravitate towards your channel so I just think that it's just it's important just to be true to yourself and do things that brings you happiness and based off of that you know and then also just having um, like doing it for the right reasons for positive reasons versus negative reasons which I would assume that it would have it would make it would probably make it harder to just find your people that would show support and that would come to your channel that would subscribe to your channel
0: well that's true because I think one of the benefits of having a social media platform is because someone has the opportunity to put themselves out there to be authentic from the jump and like you said the people who are interested in the things that you're talking about they can gravitate to you naturally, just because of who you are. It, right. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to find your people and have people gravitate to you for you just being your authentic self. But I know that there's some people who are on their capping, people yeah. who are on there making up things, and we can get into that a, yes. a, a little bit later. But it's like <laughs> people <laughs> I've seen people, young people that take on this persona or personality or even they're just on their platform just lying in order to... It's clickbait. They just want people to click on their channel and they just are making up all kinds of stories just to get like sympathy or something like that. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I um, <laughs> There's actually... Um, there's actually a Netflix documentary um, that discusses... Um, the pitfalls. It just discusses social um, social media, and so I think that, like, if you guys are really interested, you should definitely check it out. It's called the social social dilemma, mm. um, and you could watch that on Netflix. But it definitely discusses a lot of the things that we're discussing now and that we are going to discuss further into the podcast.
0: Yeah, we want to get into that in a little bit. Just talking more so about authenticity, just being your authentic self when you're on social media platforms. Okay, but before we get to the dark side of social media, (laughs) there are a lot of benefits that can come from it too, because not only can you build a following for people who are just into you, your personality, but also there are brands, companies that will give you free stuff, they'll sponsor you, and that really makes it exciting too so so from your opinion your experience like how much time should someone invest in their in building their platform so that they can get that recognition from these brands um from people who might give them some perks just by being on social media
1: well i don't have a large social media following but just me um Following other people, I see how sometimes their channel grows, and then actually I have a niece that she started from zero followers, and now she has over like thirty thousand followers. So I I spoke with her and I asked her like, how is that working for you? Like, what is it that you have to do um, to get more followers, and are you getting paid? And um. So it was revealed that the more that she posts which could be anywhere from like two to four times per day um, what ends up happening like the more that you post on your social media account the algorithm starts to pick that up and the more that you do it then um, the algorithm I guess presents your video more and so from that She was able to get a large following, actually within a matter of um, a couple of months. I'm not really for sure. After like, like if you have like ten thousand followers, I don't know if that's when the money starts coming in. That's when you start to get paid by, like, um, whatever social media platform that you're on. I'm not really for sure, but I do know that um, she has over like thirty thousand followers and she does get paid I haven't seen her do like endorsements but I know from my own personal experience that I might have had maybe like a hundred followers and my social media especially like on Instagram was centered around makeup so the photos that I was posting were makeup um, focused um, photos So, I had um, a few companies reach out to me wanting me to, um, you know, take photos with their product. And that could just be, like, jewelry or, like, glasses or clothes. But I never went through with it. Because, like, my – I just wasn't really into becoming a social media, like, influencer. So I just kind of like ignored it, but just seeing that and just knowing that if I put in the time and the effort into social media, I really truly believe that, I mean, it would actually, it would, it would have positive um, benefits for me financially. So, um, so yeah, you just, you just, you gotta put in a lot of time and you gotta just post and post pictures, content.
0: And how often, how often do you think the way you look plays into it as well? Like, do you think if you weren't using the products, the way you can put it together, the way you can beat your face to capacity to the gods, do you think <laughs> that these same companies would still have reached out to you? Um,
1: probably, you know what? That... It, that's a contingent-based question because depending on what your page is about, I don't really think looks even matter. But if you're on if your page is about like fashion or makeup, um, then yes, it would matter. But if, if you're talking about like cars or something, I it, I don't think it would necessarily matter. But there is a positive. Um, side to that if you are um beautiful or if you're handsome and you're talking about cars then that would only just enhance your page just because of your looks unfortunately we live in america and <laughs> <laughs> like things are really just centered on what you look <laughs> like and how you present yourself so <laughs> i guess what they call um I guess it's like pretty privilege.
0: You know what? Someone, I was just about to mention that because someone that I spoke with on the podcast one day was talking to me about how there's such a thing called pretty girl privilege. And that was the first I've ever heard of that. Now I guess I must have been familiar with the concept, but I've never heard someone say it out loud or put a title on it. Pretty girl privilege. So that's a thing. It
1: is. It really is. I mean, I, I think they have studies um, that can attest to to that. Like you get treated differently based on how you present yourself. So like sometimes, like if you if you just go into a store and you just say you have on like sweatpants and like an oversized shirt, um, and your hair is like t- under a beanie or a hat, and you're just looking like you don't have any makeup on, um, and then you go into like a grocery store, you will see the difference versus if you go in the complete opposite where you're like dressed up and you have your makeup done, your hair done, you'll start to, you'll get more compliments. You'll have people staring at you and then people are more inclined to actually help you. Um, And I know that to be... I know that to be the truth because I went into Home Depot, and um, I, I mean, I I didn't know what I was I was looking for something for my husband, um, and so I couldn't really find it. I'm in Home Depot. I'm not familiar with like tools or just anything that they're selling in Home Depot, and so I had my makeup done, and I actually had on um, workout. Clothes. But I, I mean, I had my makeup done, and I had so many men in that store like stop and ask me, Oh, hi, do you need help? But then I also noticed that when I went in there at a separate time, and I just had on sweats and a beanie on with like my glasses i did not receive as much help Mm. i didn't even receive i actually had to go and ask
0: for help so i was like okay so yes it is real it is real so being attractive Mm -hmm. is going to be helpful to your social media platform but kind of it depends on the topic because you might have a topic where it doesn't really matter How you look, and I think maybe your personality too, because maybe someone is a comedian, like they're really funny or something like that. People will come to your page because of that, and it has nothing to do with the way you look.
1: Yeah, so that's why I was saying that it's a contingent based question, just because it just depends. You know, like you said, if you are a comedian, people are not really looking at what you look like, but just based on the content that, you know, you're giving out. But then, like I said, but there is a benefit, though, if you are a comedian and you are handsome or you're attractive, you know, it's still beneficial for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you might get more offers to go on certain tours or get certain looks from other individuals, get your Netflix special, appear in a movie. You know, things like that do happen. Now, speaking of makeup too, I want to tie that into what we're talking about right now because I remember watching someone, and, and this was like very early on, social media influencer. I can't remember her name, but she was talking about how everybody can make themselves look more attractive. Like say if you're not necessarily a 10, which is like the top level of attractiveness, say you're a seven or you're a six or even a five. She was saying that there's things that you can do to enhance your beauty there's something about you that looks really good or that you feel confident about and you could just play that up some more so I'm wondering how people could use makeup or use fashion or their own personal style to enhance their features that people might otherwise overlook um
1: (laughs) yeah so I guess you could probably just um you could could look on social media like YouTube and just learn just slather
0: on the makeup
1: well not necessarily because because you know what you have to learn you just you, you gotta figure it out unfortunately I mean everybody's just not great at applying makeup I mean I think there's there's so many benefits to learning how to apply your makeup because it does it can enhance your like self esteem I think that's, like, one of the great benefits of applying makeup. And then just actually learning. So if you have, like, really beautiful eyes, um, you can learn how to apply, you know, eyeshadow that will bring out the color of your eyes, maybe eyelin- um, yeah, eyeliner, um, just to, like, play up your eyes. It's so many different things that, you know, a person could do to make themselves feel attractive externally and internally because I I kind of feel like both of those are synonymous so I kind of feel like you you won't have one without the other
0: yeah I think if you feel beautiful and or attractive on the inside that confidence will kind of like radiate you'll exude that confidence where other people will pick up on it like okay you know this person it seems like they got it going on yeah,
1: it's that, kind of like the whole concept of like being sexy,
0: mm. you
1: know, because like when we sit down and we try to like, okay, well, not necessarily just defining it by the dictionary, but actually um, seeing what it means to be sexy. And it's all about the confidence that the person has. It's, you know, it's it's how they feel about themselves that comes from inside and comes out. Which, you know, and that just could be, like, how you walk, how you talk, how you carry yourself. I mean, it's different things that goes into, like, being sexy. And I think it's the same thing when it comes down to just being attractive. Um, it's just all about, like, about self-confidence. But like I said, when, when it comes down to, like, makeup, you can apply that makeup to make yourself feel better. Um, but you just have to, you just got to learn. You know if you're not if you don't want to learn then you know spend the money and have a professional apply your makeup
0: well that's true i mean there's so many things that you can do to enhance your beauty like hiring a professional for your makeup hiring a personal stylist who can do your shopping like personal shopper who can shop for your clothes because i think somebody who really knows how to dress too that'll make them more attractive Like, even if they're not, like, the standard level of attraction, like, in their face or their features or whatever, Mm -hmm. if they can really dress, then that'll help them stand out, too. Like, okay, this person is really stylish. Like, they'll get attention. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? And then on top of that, like, if they know how to dress and then they um, they have a good sense of humor, especially, I don't know how it is, you know, if a man is looking at a woman that knows how to dress and she has a great sense of humor... I can only just speak of like the opposite sex from myself, which is if it's a man that he dresses nice, not even just dressing nice, but he's got that swag. If he has that and then he has like this amazing sense of humor, it doesn't even matter what he even looks like. Like I don't even I don't even care. And it's so funny because um maybe like twenty years ago <laughs> I um I met a guy, like he had swag and I was just like, Okay, I see you and then like when I actually talking to him, he was so funny and that just like that made me really attracted to him just because like he made me laugh. So and he wasn't even. He wasn't like fine. He wasn't like on a scale of like eight or even like a seven, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was. It was just. I was like, okay, he's got those two.
0: You know, I'm good. I could work with the rest. I wonder <laughs> if it's different for men because there might be some men listening, like, nope, like that ain't gonna work. Like, if she knows how to dress nope. and she makes me laugh, like, I'm still looking at her face, like, nah. But I think men, like, men are more physical. I think some men.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think that's true, though. Because when you actually sit back and like, okay, I know you've probably seen some men that that are like on a ten and then you see him with the woman that people may rate her being as like a four. So oh. I don't I don't think that's true. I think that it's certain things. A man that has substance that that doesn't just look at the woman's outer appearance. So I think there are men that are the same as women when it comes down to, like, um per- people's, like, qualities that make them attractive and not so much of what they look like on the outside. Maybe. I've seen, I've seen, I've, I'm telling you, I've seen men that are on a 10, that are a 10, and they're with women that are, like, a 3. A 3? Oh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. am so serious. And actually, there was. Uh, I actually seen this couple on YouTube, and her husband was fine. I didn't. I didn't see that she. I didn't think she was unattractive. But obviously, there was a lot of people that felt like she was unattractive, and they were making the assumption that, oh, well, your husband is with you for some other reason. Like, why is he with you? Like, you're. You're out of shape. You're not attractive. But it turns out that, like, her husband has substance. He wasn't into, like, he didn't care what she looked like on the outside. It was about what she had on the inside, and it was was her heart. It was her ability to have compassion. It was her ability to have a sense of humor. You know, it was those things that attracted him, that he didn't really care what she looked like on the outside. But like I said, in my perspective, she wasn't ugly. I mean, she was like, she was um, overweight, but I don't think that 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 equates to you being unattractive. But it does, unfortunately, in in America, it does equate to you being unattractive if you are overweight. So it's like the standard in America is just... It's so
0: confusing. Yeah. I mean, it's good to find somebody who has some substance that's not just looking for all looks, but I think it might be a little bit different though, too, because I've heard men say that they might be attracted to somebody who might not be that standard level of attraction in the face or whatever, the body, whatever, but a woman being there for him, like say if he was having a tough time in life, like he was down and then he'll always remember and have a strong connection with the woman who was there for him at that time to help lift him back up. And in that case, it might not matter what she looks like. He just remembers that she was really there for him and held him down when he was at his lowest point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. So that's another topic for another day. And I think it'll be good to ask a man yeah. like, okay, how much does looks agree. really matter? <laughs> cause I know, cause I know some men will talk to, um, women just cause their body looks a certain kind of way, but her face ain't really, you know, mm-mm. and, um, He'll still talk to her anyway, but he might not bring yeah. her out in public or something. He might oh not. My God, that is so shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now, we know that we know who you are. We know you're out there. Okay, so back to okay, so back to social media and just attractiveness privilege. Just having privileges of looking attractive that might not always be the case, depending on your topic or just depending on your personality. Like you can get people to follow you on your platform. Now we were talking about. Just the frequency of posting, like you said that your niece was posting maybe four times a day. Now, yeah. I think this is like a good, like a social experiment for someone to do just to see if it works. I like say if somebody wants to get their followers up, they might be at a like standstill as far as your followers are just kind of like holding the same amount of followers that you have. It'll be interesting just to try to post more frequently and see if that makes a difference because I was listening to... It might have been like a seminar or like a meeting that Spectacular had. Now, Spectacular is this big social media influencer guru person now. He was a part of the singing group Pretty Ricky. And now he like has all this success working in um, social media and doing some other things behind the scenes as far as music and whatnot. And he was talking about there are certain platforms that you can use that have algorithms that will post to all your social media platforms. So say you mainly just use one social media platform there is a website that you can use that will connect all your socials together and you can even place a date and time of when you want them to post. So you can like schedule your posts ahead of time. Okay. Just from like one website. So you can just go to one website, just say, hey, this is what I want to write, whatever, post, whatever. And then you can put, this is the day I want to post it. This is the time I want to post it. And these are the platforms that I want it to go on in that website yeah so that makes it easier so that you're not overwhelming yourself going to like all the platforms trying to get everybody you can just go to one website it's like a one-stop shop of how you can schedule your posts and you can spend 10 minutes drafting out five or six posts that'll all go out for you later on that day so you're not like glued to your computer or your phone all day long which that's kind of cool so like I tried that and it did actually work so that was kind of interesting but then <laughs> it was some kind of flaw in the algorithms to where on one of the platforms it was posting my comments like in french oh. yeah and then sometimes it was like tagging certain people on there from different countries and they were responding in a different language and i'm like wait a second like i don't even know what it looks like I'm saying now, because <laughs> it looks like the post is coming from me, but it's in a different language, and then other people are replying, and I was just like, hold on, I don't know if I'm offending people. Like I don't know what they're saying to me. Like I don't know, I have no idea. So I had to shut it down. So something, <laughs> something went terribly wrong. <laughs> but wow. but there is definitely something to the frequency in which you post and how it can gain more attraction from people. But
1: wait, was that? Was that use was that using spectaculars um, um, software or was this just because I know um, I know I think like Instagram and like Facebook like you, if you post a Facebook then like a little message box box will pop up and it'll ask you um, do you want to post the same photo to like Instagram. So I'm aware of that. Like, I don't ever do it because what I post on Instagram is not going to be the same as what I'm posting on, like, my Facebook page. But um, I I didn't know that, like, Spectacular offered
0: that. Yeah, like, I don't know or if it was... There was,
1: like, any... Oh, go
0: ahead. I don't know if it was his software or it was just a software platform that he knew about that he was talking about like I don't I don't think he got paid or was like a sponsor of it or anything but he was just giving some people some game like this is how you can boost your social media this is how you can use social media to your advantage to make money like I did and he was giving an example okay well here's a website that you can go to to where you can schedule your posts. I think it was like if that then what or something like that but it's all it's abbreviated it's like I T T H F or whatever something like that if that then this or whatever website yeah and you can go there yep. yeah and so you can post something and then it'll go to your it'll go to your twitter your instagram it'll facebook like it'll go to all of these different platforms but what was happening for me was one of my friends contacted me one day was like um did you post something in french on uh, twitter and i was just like what <laughs> so i went to my twitter to check it out and i was like wait a second what is this it is its <laughs> It looked like wow. it was a post that came from me, but it was totally in a different language and people were replying and I was like, hold on, I don't even know what's going on anymore. And then I had to figure out, like, how to log back into that website. Like, what was my log, like, what's my password? Like, how do I get in there and shut this down? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Wait, so you,
1: it didn't give you, like, an option, because I know sometimes, like, if it's not in your selected language preference, that you could, um, you just select translation
0: so it was, was that crazy. not an option when it was
1: posting in it, a different
0: language it wasn't even supposed to be posting in a different language it was so crazy like I was typing in English but the thing is it was integrated with so many other platforms and so many other like algorithmic systems that I couldn't tell which system was causing that problem so I just had to oh. shut the whole entire thing down <laughs> wow it was crazy but there are uh different software platforms like that to where it'll post for you and you can schedule your posts in advance
1: so you do you think that do you think it's a good idea to use those um, those apps that do that for you or do you think it's just best to post separately it, de- for a social media it, type depends.
0: it depends. It depends. It was definitely helpful to not have to post separately on every single platform. It definitely saves some time. And again, I was able to post four or five times a day and I was able to schedule posts like throughout the whole entire week without me having to like sit at my computer every single day doing that. So it was helpful. But I think if some people have a team that's on it, like they have somebody who manages their social media for them. So if you have somebody who's yes. doing that, they can track down okay which website is causing this algorithm problem or which you know they can track it down and they can fix it for you you know so i think if you have if you're on top of it like if you have the time to manage it and review everything that's going out there or if you have a team that's doing that for you i think it can be beneficial and that was just one particular like software platform that i was using but there are other ones that let you schedule your your posts that can help the, the frequency at which you post because it, it did work. I'm not going to lie because there was one that I was doing <laughs> just a little special, um, little disclaimer. I had an OnlyFans. Now mine was truly nutritious. OnlyFans is a website that got this stigma now for advancing the adult industry, but that's not necessarily an adult platform. People can put whatever content they want to, on OnlyFans, but there's a lot of people in the adult industry that just so happen to be using OnlyFans to make money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I wasn't using it for that. I was posting very nutritious, um, wholesome things on my OnlyFans, okay. but they had something to where you can schedule your posts uh, in advance. Okay. Yeah, and that was really helpful in me being able to gain some more followers and get some more attention to my page.
1: So I was like, okay. So was it just... Were you able to gain more followers across the social media platforms that you were using or was it just specifically on OnlyFans Only that fans. you were gaining more
0: followers? OnlyFans is connected to Twitter. Like when you log in, you can use your you can use a separate login or you can connect your Twitter login for your OnlyFans page. So if I was scheduling those posts, they would go out on my OnlyFans page, but they would also go out on Twitter as well. So and then I could schedule them ahead of time. So sometimes I would do it for like the whole entire month. Like I would just take one day, maybe take like 30 minutes to an hour and I would schedule out my posts for the rest of that month and I wouldn't have to go on there every single day to post and, you know, just having those posts go out multiple times every day like that. It definitely helped for sure. So there is something to that, the frequency at which you post. But sometimes people don't have time for that because I want to talk to you about burnout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because sometimes you've got other stuff going on you can get burnt out in anything that you do sometimes if you're doing way too much you've got a lot on your plate it's something that maybe you enjoy or maybe it's something that you don't have that internal motivation to do it you're just doing it for like external rewards and now it's becoming too much you can get burnt out so let's talk about that from like an influencer standpoint. Like how does burnout affect a social media influencer?
1: Um, well, I did I look, I <laughs> I didn't even I didn't really start. Um and I don't think I would call what was happening with me necessarily burnout. I just felt it was a lack of interest. Um, I, what ended up happening was I was really motivated in the beginning to start a YouTube channel um to post makeup tutorials and then to have a Instagram um account posting my photos. And so what ended up happening was it was just a lot of work with just editing um my videos because when I was doing like my makeup tutorial um sometimes it takes maybe like an hour and a half or it, it could even take two hours depending on the makeup look that you're trying to create. Um, it could take a long time, especially like if you don't have all of the necessary brushes. So at that point, now you're just trying to figure out, okay, what what alternative um, makeup brush can I use to get the same look? Mm. And then also, if, if this is a look that you like if this is a look that you just created like the first time, yeah, that's gonna take time. And then like you're in that moment and you're trying to think like, okay, I wonder if this brush is going to um if this brush is gonna work to create the wing eyeliner. So I know that it's based off of like your skill set with putting on makeup, um, and just like, your motivation, um, and so that was, those were the two factors that just, I was like, okay, I just, I don't want to put too much time into this, and then the other, um, problem that I had was just being aware from other, um, influencers that were of color telling their experience with, like, YouTube and Instagram, and, to be specific, it's the experiences that they were having with the algorithm, um, ensuring that their videos were reaching the masses of people, and that wasn't happening. And also, I just I noticed that you could have some women that do amazing makeup, and they only have two hundred and like forty thousand. YouTube followers, and then they've been doing this for over 10 years, and so just seeing that, and it's not just one black influencer that has had this issue, and um, so just seeing that with a few of them, that really just, you know, turned me off, and I just said that's not worth it. I need to make sure that whatever I'm putting my effort and my time to... Is going to give me the equal amount of results that I'm putting into it, and so I just kind of felt like I wasn't willing to invest, say, like a thousand hours just to get one dollar. I I'm not going to do that. My investment, what I put into it, it needs to it needs to equate, and that was not adding up for me, and so that is what turned me off to sticking with my youtube channel and you know focusing on ensuring that i post content every day um on on my instagram account
0: it's, it just it's interesting that you said that you weren't getting out of it what you were putting into it so because that makes me think of Someone should be goal-oriented when they first start their social media platform or their channel. Instead of just doing it just to do it, I think it is important, it sounds like, to create some goals in mind. Like, what do you want to get out of this and how do you know when you're meeting that goal?
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be great. So I just, like you said, it just depends on the person's. Uh, what they want to get out of it. Now, you have a lot of people that that is their full-time job, so they have the time to invest. But I don't have that time to invest. And even if I did have that time, the question would be, would I still be willing to invest? Because at one point, I wasn't um, in school, and I had the time. And when I did devote that time, I just didn't see the benefit of continuing it.
0: All right, it's time to take a quick music break. So here's a song by yours truly, Ali Dunn. The song is called Red Light.
2: Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Friday's podcast at thegodcollection.com. Check. Red light stop, but the beats say go. Ladies getting money, get it on the floor. Plotting on your man, he can throw some more. Spending all this cash, pop and let it go. Red light stop, but the beats say go. Ladies getting The floor, plotting on your bed, he can throw some more. Spending all this cash, pop and let it go. I've been popping on the floor. i be stacking paper.
0: podcast at thegodcollection.com the song you just heard is called Red Light by Ali Don and before we took that break we were just chopping it up with Beautifully Psyched we're talking about the ups and downs of social media and being a content creator
1: I mean I just think that it's it's a slow process but um, that's for some people and then um, other people they just get on there and they get um, viewers right away, and then their channel, increases. and so so actually, like I said, um, I think her name is Nikki Tutorial. She does great makeup. Um, she's like really big in the makeup game, and um, so her skill set is just unbelievable when it comes to makeup. But then he. She And when you go on YouTube, she may have, like, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but she may have, like, 70 million followers or subscribers on um, YouTube. But then you also will have a black woman or a person of color with the same skill set doing the same thing and has been doing it either the same amount of time or has been doing it longer and they will only have three million subscribers there's an imbalance there and that's Mm. something that I noticed and that's something that I'm not willing to put forth the effort I'm not willing to put in 20 years just to get one million subscribers it's not it's not fair so I just I'm not doing it I mean other people could do it but mm -mm, not me
0: yeah, I mean, that's interesting just being a person of color and seeing how that impacts even your social media following because, I mean, I've heard for so many years how that impacts many other industries, entertainment industries in particular, how people of color maybe aren't getting paid the same as white counterparts who are in the same films or the same plays or they're not getting the proper billing of some of their white counterparts. And then that's interesting. That's You're noticing that in social media as well as far as the followers. I wonder... What that is, if it's the personal preference of the people who are following, is it prejudice or is it something in the algorithms that's causing Uh, people of color to not get the same amount of looks?
1: It's this, she's a, she's a psychiatrist and her name is Dr. Frances Crest. She wrote this book called The ISIS Papers, Mm -hmm. a really good read. But in that book, she talks about the global um, white supremacy system, which then she also gets into, like, the disparities um, that, you know, people of color encounter. And so I think that that is a whole nother podcast topic. Because um, it, it, it's it's a lot that you can unpack with just that one um, question, but I just think that it just boils down to the global white um, supremacy system um, that has been in effect for a very long time.
0: Wow, I mean, it's it's giving systematic oppression in social media.
1: It does and discrimination. Wow. And that's
0: a lot wow. but, um, hmm. that that's happening well I mean this podcast just took a deep turn that I was not expecting yeah. <laughs> to go on but well I mean that's really fascinating and I'm not surprised but still it's just it is somewhat shocking to hear that mm-hmm. to notice that this is what's going on even in social media systematic oppression wow
2: So
1: it's in all areas
0: yeah yeah it is and to hear that it's even on these platforms as well is like wow okay like when does it stop right and so for you that's something that made you see that you weren't necessarily meeting your goals you weren't getting out of it what you were putting into it and There is some imbalance there because typically people would say, it's like you get out of life what you put into it or you get out of a project what you put into it and it just didn't seem like that was the case and that might not be the case for a lot of people of color on social media. And in in that case, it caused you to just um, take a pause on that. So just overall, when it comes to not meeting your goals or even for those who are experiencing some burnout how do you create some balance or or when do you know when it's just time to quit?
1: You know, I think that's just only for the individual to to answer that. I mean, because everybody everybody has um, their thing that that indicates to them, like, okay, this just isn't working, you know? So I don't, I mean, that would just be really hard to answer because that's not something that, I experienced because from the jump start, already seen what it was and felt like, okay, this isn't this isn't the place where I feel like I'm going to thrive. I mean, yeah, you can. The thing is, if you're willing to put in the extra work just yeah. to get a quarter of what somebody else that is um, that is not of color will get, and so, like I said, from the beginning. I picked up on that really quick and I made that decision, like, okay, yeah, this isn't beneficial for me, this isn't gonna help me to grow. And so I just moved on. So I think it's just it is dependent on the individual. Yeah. You know, I guess maybe if you if you I just to make the assumption, like maybe if you've been doing it for like a year and you only have like 2000 subscribers, that might be an indication that not necessarily saying that you need to just like give up, but maybe you need to change your strategy and maybe change your content that you're posting. I mean, it's different things, but I don't really know because I'm not really, like I said, I can't, I quit before I even really just got deep into it to even get frustrated.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Effecting. I can see that like how you said it It depends on the individual i remember i was looking at some documentary where it was like a social media experiment where there were like some marketers from a company who recruited it was like three or four people and they were doing this social experiment to see how they can get their followers up and there was this one particular guy who was into fitness and they thought that he would be a good person to to try out this experiment to see if they can grow his following, to see if they can get him some deals uh, as far as uh, being a brand ambassador and things like that for a fitness line, to work in a gym and all this. And they were putting a lot of money in that. They, could, they were even tracking like how much money they were putting into in each individual to create a certain image for them, to get them to go to certain places, to just make them look exciting, to make them look attractive, to make them look entertaining. They were doing all this and tracking it And the fitness guy, he was actually doing pretty well. And he was finding some success in that, but he didn't like the person he was becoming. And that made him quit. Whereas somebody else who, she was just a regular, regular girl, regular person, but they put a lot of money into her to become like this fashion influencer, brand ambassador. And she was loving it. She was loving all the attention, the free gifts that she was getting all of a sudden. Uh, having to go out um, on the road on different tours with other social media influencers to be a brand ambassador for some other kind of line. Like she was eating it up. She couldn't see herself quitting. Whereas somebody else was like, I don't really like, like I'm not this guy. Like I'm not this social media guy who I look a certain kind of way. I look like I got a certain amount of money and you know, it's like, it's just a lot like for him, it was, it was just too much. And he felt like he wasn't being who he wanted to be and it made him quit. So It does depend on the individual. You have to have what it takes to be a social media influencer and to stick with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the part of sticking with it.
0: Yeah. Now, I want to talk about perfectionism because there are some people who they wait for things to be so perfect. They wait for the right time or the right situation to be perfect. Now, when it comes to social media and posting and creating a channel, for example, how perfect does it need to be, or waiting for perfection? Is that an actual like hindrance for someone?
1: Yeah, it, it, it can be. Um, because I do, um, I, I have my moments where, um, I will edit photos until I feel like it's perfect, like it's got to be as close to perfect that I feel. Or I interpret as being perfect, um, and then also <laughs> I know that I have that same situation when it comes down to um, when I have um, homework assignments, writing assignments. If I start too soon on these assignments, it's the perfectionism um, comes or it it starts to come in, and. So, when that happens, I just kind of stop working on the paper, which leads into um, procrastinating. Because it's like, I want it to be so perfect, but then I have, like, so many ideas that's just coming, and I want to touch on all of those ideas, then it's like, I get off track. And so, it's the same thing. You know, when it's, when I'm trying to edit photos for social media, I want it to be perfect, Um, And as a woman that is um, black and that has a, that's more melanated, um, you know, sometimes depending on the lighting, um, my appearance is not up to my standards. And so sometimes, like, my complexion may, may come across as being dull in the photos or it may come across as being a lot darker than what I actually am. And so just trying to make sure the lighting is right, trying to make sure um, the color is correct. So perfectionism does play a huge part, but maybe not for everybody, but I know it does for me. And
0: I think... That is one thing I don't want to say like pride, but just having confidence in your appearance, making sure that you have confidence in the product that you're putting out there. That is important because I think that's meaningful, but it also could slow you down too. at the same time. Like if it's not perfect, like you could be stressing out, taking forever, trying to get it to look so perfect that now the sun is coming up. (laughs) You're trying to post a video or trying to post some pictures or something like that but I mean
1: yeah I think it's just trying to make sure that like whatever you post you're not going to get criticized
0: Mm. and
1: I think like for me that's what it is like okay let me make sure I'm covering all bases so no one could look at this picture and really just criticize it or Mm. say anything bad and so that's what I try to avoid or try to decrease the possibility of that actually happening
0: yeah People will criticize anything. I remember I was looking at a photo. <laughs> I was looking at a photo of Rihanna. It was some random Instagram page or whatever. It's like someone zoomed in on her lips to show her lip liner was like off by a millimeter or something like that. I'm like, really? Like, you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are they serious like there was nothing wrong with her lip lighter but they're trying to make it look like oh look at this oh she missed it's like mm, I can't yeah. believe this, <laughs> this is crazy.
1: yeah right so if that's <laughs> happening to a, a celebrity and a woman that's like rich you know that is a billionaire like what do you think would happen to me and I'm not even rich <laughs> girl they would like tear me up <laughs> So I make sure that, like, okay, if it does happen, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to control for that to not happen.
0: Yeah. And I guess you have to have a thick skin, too, like, if you're going to be a social media influencer. Because, you know, people are going to make up something about anything that they see. yeah. And highlight it and blow it up and expand it and zoom in. And then they're going to have a whole entire podcast about it.
1: Right? Oh, my gosh. The things that people do um for clickbait just to get you to come to like their channel. That's ridiculous. I mean they get creative, but then it, <laughs> because I've um selected like I clicked on a video that I thought was gonna be talking about, you know, a certain topic, but then when I click on it it's something completely the opposite. And it's just like, oh, I get so upset. I'm like, seriously? Like you're going to this extreme to get people to like come to your page, but nice. I guess you do that when whatever you're originally posting is just it's not catching people's attention. So you do that, you know, you become deceitful, mm-hmm. and you know you find different ways to get people to come to your page.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you were talking about how somebody will post something and maybe they're not getting the followers that they thought they would and so now they're like okay I need a different strategy I need to change my content here it goes (laughs) man oh my goodness and then now there's this new AI takeover on social media Yeah, yeah I find that
1: to be really interesting because right now um so far with AI um I haven't heard anything positive about it and oh. for instance um, I don't know the name of the song but apparently Drake is experiencing the situation oh, with one yes. of the songs and so apparently whoever <laughs> whoever the individual is they're taking his taking. I guess maybe the guy is creating the songs but then he is using Drake's voice and then he's posting it on um, like Spotify on like music sites and so people are probably they're probably seeing like oh drake and they may just buy it so then this person that um is impersonating drake you know is getting like he's getting paid for this possibly
0: that song is fire i heard it you heard the song
1: i (laughs) i did hear it i was like oh my god like i'm dying this world is something else it, <laughs> it just like really when
0: they come out with stuff i'm not even surprised anymore i know yeah it's a song by drake in the weekend so don't be deceived yeah. it's not really drake and the weekend <laughs> but that song right. is Listen, really good like, <laughs> yeah
1: but see that's the thing i haven't gone on like spotify to see i mean i'm sure he's probably not putting that okay like drake made the song but I'm just kinda curious, like how is he advertising or how is he listing it on like Spotify? You know? Is he putting his name on it and just be like, Oh, um, Drake in the future or Drake in the weekend is performing it? You know, like sometimes like people just see Drake <laughs> and then they're just gonna download it. They're not gonna like really read the fine print or just anything else. They just see Drake and it's like, Oh, I'm supporting.
0: Right. And then so like I'm I'm the song sounds curious. amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm telling you, but you know what, that's just, that's one of, like, the minor things that's happening when it comes to, like, this whole AI situation. I mean, like, if you just think about, like, the cloning that they're already doing, I mean, like, like a cakewalk just doing this AI.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm being cloned right now, because I did a, um, one of those <laughs> DNA. <laughs> I did one of those DNA things where I had to um, provide a sample by spitting in a tube. And then they give me all my ancestry yeah i totally did that well it was interesting because the results they actually matched what i have a great great aunt in my family and she would trace our family history and when i did the um the sample and they gave me back my ancestry information and matched a lot of the things that she told me years ago about our family so it was good to see that it was accurate and it was pretty consistent with information that i was told but I saw that they sold the company to another company, so <laughs> now somebody else has my oh. DNA. I don't know who it is, so <laughs> oh, yeah, so I but might I have a no little clue, it,
1: but I'm sure it's some type of like guidelines that they have to
0: follow. I would hope so, I would yeah, that help. me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is scary. Though. Oh my gosh, is it, is. it is. I mean, you know, did you know they're sitting over is. there finding
1: ways to uh. I think I've seen. I don't know. This could have been on the news. I've seen it somewhere out on TV. But they're starting to like grow human ears. Oh, or like just yeah, girl, yes, on a pig.
0: Oh no! Oh I my god!
1: Yes. Hold on. on. Pig. I think
0: I saw that, but I didn't think it was real.
1: No, no. I yeah.
0: Oh my god! It was real. Oh my lord, mercy, right. Lord, help us. Oh, know. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I agree. Okay. Okay. Like, where are we going? I know, where are we going? (laughs) So the AI is taking over social media and music. So um, do not be deceived. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is just being authentic because we talked about this so many times throughout this podcast is being authentic when you're on social media. And sometimes people could just lose their way trying to get that clickbait, trying to get their followers up. Like, I remember seeing somebody who was just straight up lying about what they were going through just to get some sympathy on social media and it was somebody that i knew and they wrote me in too i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe you're going through this yada 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 turned out it was all fake i was just like okay like this is what we're doing now
1: Yeah, it's awful because you know you got some people that (laughs) they're celebrities and let me see so i actually there was a story um her name, but I think it's Masika Yeah,
0: Kisa yeah, was get, uh-huh.
1: she, Okay, so apparently she like faked a whole, I think it was like either a robbery stunt.
0: Oh yeah, um, about this? Yeah,
1: yeah and so I was like, what? Wait, she would really go to an extent to do that? Yeah, so, I mean I think a lot of people just affect it I think once people start to get a taste of that thing that they're willing to do whatever they got to do to keep getting that same. Um, obviously, it's a it's a it's a, um, it's a need that is being met, and so they feel like they have to keep doing it, and they're willing to do whatever it is. Not everybody, but some people are willing to be deceitful and to not be you know authentic with themselves and with their followers.
0: And this is part of the dark side of social media because, again, like, we're adults and we've seen some adults who are just on social media, lying, capping, making up stuff just for clickbait, but we think about the influence that it could have over somebody who's young, like we... You and I were talking earlier about how it can actually stunt the growth of a young person, uh, figuring out who they truly are.
1: Yeah, I I think that... I don't think it their growth. I just, I just think that it kind of delays their um, developmental process into who they are going to be as adults. Um, I think that when, when you're taught, like if, if they're not being monitored, then yeah, then you could expect to have some, some issues dealing with your, your children. But if it's monitored, I mean, I think that it's actually okay, but when, you know, when when kids are on there and they're still developing into who they're going to be as adults, you know, it's really easy to get caught up into what the Instagram models are doing or what is most popular at this moment on social media to affect the child and they believe that oh this is how I'm supposed to act and you know that's that's really not a good thing to happen I just think that like you know children are precious and as a society we need to focus more on protecting them
0: from this corrupt world that we're currently living in I agree and you know there's some parents who I talk to they're saying well I'm older I don't know how social media works I don't know about how the internet works and for me that excuse is not going to work if your kid is on there and possibly in in harm's way and danger might be coming to them and there are some predators out there on another topic some predators on social media that are targeting kids you know you can't be a parent saying well I I don't understand how the phone works you know that's that's not going to work. It's like you do have to be more involved and monitor. But I think,
1: you know, as, as, as um, a society or just as individuals, I think that we should have a little bit more humility and a little bit more compassion because there are people that just don't get it. You know, we can't just sit over here and just like, oh, well, you don't know, like we're just not going to accept that excuse because there are people that don't know. But maybe we could find different ways that could help them to teach them about social media. Um, I think that would be, like, a great approach.
0: Yeah, we need Um, to do something. And I'm pretty sure some parents would be interested in in learning more and finding out more if there was some kind of program or classes or something available for them to figure out how to use the apps that their kids are using or at least how to monitor their child's Mm -hmm. use. You know, yeah, because it can be intimidating for people, for for older yeah. people, especially or just for people who there have been people who have been incarcerated for quite some time and then they get out and they're not familiar with the new technologies either. And they can also benefit from being able to learn more. So that is a good point. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, look, I remember talking to, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was talking to, to someone who said that her child was big on video games and you can go online with the video games with the headset and your kids could be talking to somebody who knows where in the cur- in the country or in the world and they're playing a video game against your kid well it could be somebody who actually lives close by your kid and they're asking your kid for their address they're offering the kid like say they're playing a tournament and the kid beats the person in the tournament well come to find out you're talking to a grown man on the other end of the line and that grown man is propositioning your kid like oh if you beat me I'll bring you McDonald's if you beat me I'll give you a gift card what's your address a woman told me that a grown man showed up to her son's house her son was 11 years old showed up to her son's house in the middle of the night with a bag of McDonald's talking about oh I owe your son this McDonald's because I've been talking to him Online on the video games, and she was like, Uh, sir, my son is 11 years old. Like, what are you doing here? So, and then she would go on to say, I don't know how social media works, I don't know how he's talking to people. I don't, this is, I mean, come on, you got to monitor what your kid is doing because it got to a point where a grown man now, you're, you're, first of all, your child gave out your address, and this man showed up at your house in the middle of the night. What if he wasn't there and your son answered that door? Like, what could have happened? I knew-
1: Like, your suggestion of creating, like, um, programs that informs the parent, I think that's a good direction to go. Um, Because once they get that information, then, you know, they could start to inform their child to um, the dangers of being on those games. So I just think that, like, you know, having those teachable moments really important whether that's for the adult or for the child as well but some people (coughs) excuse me um like some people they just don't know yeah yeah and so i think
0: the programs are a good start yeah i agree And I do want to give a shout out to the kids who are vigilant, who are aware of stranger danger and don't give out their personal information when they're talking to people who they don't necessarily know on social media, including the video games. And shout out to all the kids who just are not influenced by what's going on on social media and they're not afraid to be their authentic selves. And I think for those who are, those who are struggling, because I know that there's a lot of people of of any age who are struggling either by being bullied on social media or being influenced to be somebody that you don't really want to be on social media, but you want to fit in and you don't know what you should do. I think it's important just to connect with your spiritual side and to understand that we're not supposed to be conforming to what is going on in this world, but we we can transform how we think and what we do just by renewing our mind just say hey you know so
1: is that a part of like the scripture because if if it is like I would like to know what part of the scripture that is so that I could look in the bible and you know read it because I'm not really informed on the scriptures so I mean like everything that you're saying like sounds great and I just want to be able to you know look a little bit more into that because I would like to you know use that scripture when I'm having conversations with other people and you know if this topic comes up that would be great um so is it like a scripture
0: yes there is a scripture and that's exactly where I got that from I'm gonna look it up right now shout out to the saints because we are at thegodcollection.com And I know you could appreciate this. And just for those who might not be very religious, some people are spiritual. And sometimes they follow spiritual principles that are biblically based as well. So it's Romans 12, verse 2. And it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that basically means that we might be influenced by everything that's going on in the world right now. And there's so many people on social media, they might convince you to think that you need to do this too. But if you're spiritual, and even if you're anointed, that means you're set apart. So you don't need to follow along with what everybody else is doing. You can set yourself apart and it's totally fine because in fact, God wants you to do that. He wants you to... I mean, if, if you are so gifted to be anointed, like you're going to be set apart from what everybody else is doing and you don't necessarily care about what everybody else is doing, but you know that you're doing what's good and you know that you're doing what's right and you're being authentic to yourself and you can stand confident in the choices that you make. So that way nobody can challenge you because people are going to challenge your beliefs. People are going to challenge your values. And I think this is important for People of all ages, but especially young people who might not have a lot of experience dealing with people and how they are, but people will challenge your beliefs and values often. And it's important that you can stand strong and firm in your beliefs so that people are not influencing you to do something that you don't necessarily believe in. So that's basically what this scripture is talking about. And if you're already caught up in that social media world and doing things that maybe you're questioning, is this even really you? Do you even like doing this, but you feel like you need to keep on going? Just renew your mind. And that's where it begins. Just change your mind to say, you know what? I don't like this. I can do something different starting today, starting right now. Let me post a little bit less or let me post something that really matters to me. Let me post something that's more authentic or let me just take a fast from social media and just get off of here for maybe just the rest of the day, you know, just baby steps. Like maybe it's not realistic to say, I'm going to get off of social media from now on,
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know, but like, Hey, okay. I'm not going to look at this for the rest of the day, or I'm not going to look at this um, until tomorrow, you know, do whatever you need to do, but it all starts with the renewing of your mind so that you can tap into what's really authentically you and the things that matter to you most. Yeah, I agree definitely well it's beautifully psyched i want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today any final words before we get out of here
1: thank you for having me i am honored and i just want to tell all the listeners to believe in yourself love yourself and always
0: always have grace for yourself that's good that's good All right, well, that does it for another episode of the First Friday's podcast. Shout out to all the listeners on SoundCloud and especially for the listeners at thegodcollection.com. Make sure you keep it locked because you know we'll be back for another one and another one and another one. And we out.